This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show. And you are listening to The Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to The Steve and Crypto Show presented by thestevestrout.com. I am Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo. You have reached episode 115. We are continuing the Crypticon discussions, the Crypticon hype here. The hype fest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we haven't already said it a hundred times, it's like our favorite convention out here in the Northwest. So, um, And for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's a con that is pretty much nothing but horror. It's, it's representing the horror fans that are all over the place, you know, hiding under rocks, hanging out in their basements, watching Night of the Living Dead, watching Halloween, whatever it is. So you're saying we could come out of the basement for the weekend of May 19th through the 21st. That's correct. And go to Seattle. That's correct. At the Double Tree? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's the Double Tree <laughs> in like Seattle, that. I believe. No, it's by the airport. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's a horror con inside of a hotel with all your friends that you haven't met yet. And they have a swimming pool. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> don't and know if, don't know if it'll be warm enough for the swimming pool. Last year there was people swimming. And they have coffee, which is something that we both enjoy. They have coffee, a swimming pool, and they have uh a little gift shop that has really expensive Snickers bars. <laughs> That's what you live off of all weekend at the convention. Like, junk food and coffee. Yeah. Like, and don't even shower. Just jump in the pool every once in a while to, to rinse off. But, uh, yeah, episode 115, we are continuing the uh, Crypticon Hype Fest. Like I said before, it is our favorite convention between... Uh, Halloween and Crypticon, it's like our favorite times of the year. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's who knew coming. that I would grow to love May so much, but I do. The month of May means Crypticon time. And the month of May is also a good time to support this podcast. As May we ask for your support. <laughs> As I mentioned, we are the Stephen Crypto Show. May we mention. And uh, a lot of ways you can support the Stephen Crypto Show. One, you could head to Patreon, patreon.com slash stevecrypto. You can go there and pledge any amount monthly to uh, support the show, to help us promote, it'll help us grow, to help us improve gear. It, it, everything goes into the show to help us. We Things we've done, we've upgraded recording equipment, we've bought ads in some of our favorite magazines like Scary Monsters, um... We've used it to support other uh, creators and stuff, too. Uh, so that's Patreon. Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. You yep. can go as little as a buck a month. 
there's an assortment of content there. Uh, one of the last things that we did was a, uh, a Scream spoiler discussion. And I think we're going to be recording some Evil Dead talks soon as well. Yeah, let's spoil that movie for him too. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I just spoil stuff on Patreon. That's that's a way to get people to support. Like, yeah, throw us money and we'll fucking ruin movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been out for almost a month now. Yeah, I was actually... Hurry up and go see it. I was actually late to the late to the party watching that one. Yeah. I just watched it last weekend, so it's still a little fresh. Um, we also have merch. I actually just sent a t-shirt to one of our supporters. One of our patrons, actually. Awesome. Sent a t-shirt, because every once in a while I like to do nice things for people that, you know, support us and show us love. So I sent her a t-shirt. And she's likely listening right now, so thank you. And that, right now, but when well, maybe recording not right now. airs, she'll listen. I hope. Yeah. We I'm hope hoping so. she's not just like a patron and don't listen. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be appreciated. I'd enjoy it and love it, but I'd appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, merch. We have a merch shop set up through Etsy. So you can head to Etsy and... Type in Steve and Crypto Merch, and this page will pop up that has all kinds of cool stuff. There's like four whole items on there. (laughs) (laughs) There's that famous mug that makes everything taste better. There's that magnet that can hold anything to your fridge, any kind of piece of paper. Your kid does a drawing, even if it's ugly, you can (laughs) still stick it to your fridge. With one of our magnets, and it'll distract people. Our beautiful logo will distract people from your kid's ugly fucking picture. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Not saying your kid's ugly, I'm just saying the art leaves a little to be desired. Um, so, there's a magnet. There's Here's two different the t shirt designs. Digging. Keep digging. <laughs> two different t shirt designs. Hey, your kid sucks at art. Come support us. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, two t-shirt designs. There's the white t-shirt with the full logo on it. Then there's the black one with the white logo, which is the one that I prefer to wear because fat guys don't wear white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Too many... Uh... <laughs> I wear the white one and I kind of look like fucking Frosty the Snowman with our logo on my gut. <laughs> but <laughs> not a good look for me. So there's that. Also, also, you get mustard on your shirt and things like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. No fun. <laughs> mustard on the shirt. Also, there's a Buy Me a Coffee page, which works kind of like Patreon. It's all all the money goes into the show, but it's more like a single shot, like a tip. Like, leave us a tip. You go in there and put any amount you want. Leave a few bucks. Leave $1,000. I don't care. I'm glad you told them to leave a tip as an actual money because, you know, the first tip that comes to mind is make a better show. I mean, yeah, well, uh, that's what the whole point of supporting us so we can make a better show yeah, for you. Yeah, and um, if you support us a lot, we'll really do our best to you know make the show better funny for you. funny is uh, kind of trying to be promoting our show here, but I kind of want to mention uh, John Brennan's. Podcast, My mind John and Yuki thing, too. and yep. Uh, yep. how they got like their twenty eight thousand yep. dollar <laughs> patron level. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you, "You could pay twenty eight thousand dollars, and we'll give you a 
exclusive video that we say a bunch of fucked up shit and you'll cancel us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to John Brennan. Shout out to Mutant Fam. Anybody listening? Um, They're like the only people listening. <laughs> go check out. Well, I mean, yeah, you already know the show then, but okay. Yuki and John's Patreon buffet. It's awesome. Their their theme song is stuck in my head all mm-hmm. fucking damn day at work. Uh, I have to do the ding ding yeah. along when I, when I hear it. Yeah. Uh, social media. Follow us on social media. He is CryptoZoo88. I am the Steve Strout. I've been the Steve Strout for 100 years now. It's crazy. Think how long I've been doing nerdy, dumb shit on the internet. Like, it goes way back. You know, some... <laughs> not to go off topic. But yeah, follow him and me. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Uh... I'll circle back here in a second. We do have the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search the Steve and Crypto Show podcast. Join that group. Post some stuff in there. Jump in on some conversations. Find we want to see what you're working on. Find Yeah, exactly. Find something new that you want to support. But I was going to say um, about going way back doing stuff. Some of my earliest days of like interviewing people and, and internet media stuff was for an old wrestling site. It was so long ago that I can't remember the name of the site. But I ended up interviewing a bunch of cool people, like the Valiant Brothers who were like Wrestling Hall of Famers. I fucking interviewed young CM Punk. A bunch of people. But we need to get some... some. We've been saying it. We need to get some wrestling flavor on here. Yeah. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. I, I know somebody. I got someone and, in mind. I got some too, but they're hard to get hold of. Yeah. My dream guest, if anybody has a connection, I want to get fucking Danhausen on here. So anybody listening, if you meet him somewhere, see him at a show, just say, hey, you need to go on the Steven Crypto show or they'll curse you. <laughs> <laughs> also, if anybody listening uh, is happens to be close to uh, Mr. Jericho, I think that's a mutual one for us. Yeah, uh, someone mind we would with that love to chat with one day. So tell him that you know he needs to come and be on our show. Otherwise, we're going to put him on our list. I don't know if he's doing the list anymore. It's been a while. I'm really listening. I need to get back into to watching some wrestling. So I, I haven't could, been watching any of, to be honest. So I can make you know topical comments about wrestling stuff yeah i can't really come up with anything current <laughs> yeah all my stuff is from like like everybody everybody's 2000s. dead now that <laughs> dead or retired that you that were around last time you watched yeah anyways uh did i say the facebook group yes i did go join the facebook group so patreon merch buy me a coffee follow us on social media do all the stuff and most importantly, leave us ratings and reviews wherever you listen. Good reviews only. Please. That's right. Yeah. Don't leave shitty reviews. I'm I'm raising my eyebrow real high for those bad reviews right now. It doesn't really work for an audio podcast, but just know if you give a bad review, you get that eyebrow raised. It, I don't think it'll prevent anybody. Even if they can see it, they'll be like, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about your fucking eyebrow. Yeah. Are you having a stroke? Are like, you okay? You good? Yeah. You good? But, uh, yeah. Do that. And uh, 
We are also part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Would you yes, like to tell we, them about that? We sure are, yeah. So we are part of the DEN, the Deluxe Edition Network. You can go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com and check out a wide variety of shows that they offer. Uh, there's like at least 20 different podcasts on there. Um, I mean, all different subjects, sports. Uh, we're not just the only horror guys on there. There are several shows, if you're into horror, there's several that are on there to enjoy. Um, you know, Comedy, uh, movie reviews, all types of different things. Um, so the two featured shows right now, the podcasts of the month, are The Real Drunks and Horsin' Around. Now, I'm... I'm still late to the punch on checking out Horsin' Around, but like I said last week, I've listened to Real Drunks. They're really fun. They're yeah, good those time. guys are fun. Yeah. For sure. All the shows, so far, I've checked it a little bit here and there, as many of the shows as I can, time permitting, but everybody is just, like, good, and they're all just fun shows. Yeah. Like, no, no, like, uh... No, no, no one has like a fucking stick up their ass. They're all just like having a good time. Yeah, every all of the shows that I've they listened vibe. to, they all we sound fit in like, really well. Yeah, they all sound like they're having fun. Like they enjoy podcasting, like we do, and it, it shows. That's how it should be, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, the Deluxe Edition Network. Where can people find the list of all the shows? Well, I've mentioned that, but that was say it again. DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. <laughs> And, you know, I forgot to tell you to say the uh, Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto merch. Go there and get one of those coffee mugs. It would make Steve's Mountain Dew that he's drinking right now taste so much better. Yeah, usually. I'm not really a soda I'm a, guy. I'm a little disappointed in it. I haven't, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, that sounds good. And then I drank it and I'm like, fuck, that sucked. Even when I had, when I drank soda as a kid, uh, I would maybe have a Mountain Dew once in a blue moon and I kind of had the same feeling like in your mind you're like that sounds really good right now I'm gonna get that and then you're reminded and I was more of a Sierra Mist 7-Up guy myself but I fucks with that fucking Mountain Dew Baja Blast at Taco Bell yeah yeah that's that good shit. I didn't even try that until we had a chat with Jay the Libra. She was like, yeah, drink the Baja She's Blast. practically sponsored by no, Taco Bell. I, I tried it. <laughs> I tried it, and it was good, but just it just reminded me that it's good. Yeah. Talking with her, and I was like, fuck. And we drank it, and then we've been... Whenever you go to Taco Bell, we get it. Yeah. It's like dessert. <laughs> hey, and speaking of Then Jay's- it helps you Baja Blast those fucking tacos out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of our friend Jade, um, congratulations to her. I know she hasn't had the baby yet, but they're about to. But they're about to. Shout out to Jade in Dallas. Yeah. Congrats in advance. Yeah. Um. So where are we at now? Crypticon. Yes. It's Crypticon time. Um. We have a really amazing guest for this episode. We interviewed Kelly Maroney from Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet. But before we get to that interview, we want to mention a few of the the interesting vendors or vendors that we know that are going to be there, and uh, we'll just name off a few of them. Yeah, get you guys hyped, and if you want more info on them, you could go on the the Crypticon Seattle website. It's CrypticonSeattle.com, and you could get more info on these things. But uh, yep, of course. 
you know, everybody that goes to a convention is hoping to find a celebrity guest there. They can maybe meet or get a photo with or autograph or whatever. Um, but honestly, like the vendor booths are a lot of fun and you can meet a lot of cool people that way, you know, just you can you can really have good chats with some of those folks and maybe see them again the following year. Like I, I'm I'm saying that because some of these vendors have been there in the past and we have chatted with them. We've even had them on the show. There's a couple of them that we'll mention that are friends of ours and we're, we're uh, looking forward to seeing them again this year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's always a good way to find collectibles and, you know, one-of-a-kind art or merch and all kinds of cool shit to add to your spooky, creepy collections. Um, I know we're talking about all these things. Not everybody listening is going to be able to attend Crypticon. They're not in the area, but we do encourage you, if you have a horror convention in your area, check it out. Support it. Support the vendors. Meet your favorite celebrities. Support these conventions. Keep them going and growing. Um, it's a blast. And you make a good point about not everyone being able to, to attend. You know, if you're listening and you're too far away, but some of these booths that we describe, some of these vendors might sound interesting to you. If you go to Crypticon's website and look at the vendor list, you'll notice that almost every one of them has a website link. Yeah. So even if you're like, wow, that thing that they're talking about sounds really cool. I want to check that out. I can't get there, but maybe you know I might want to buy it. A lot of them do online sales. Go to Crypticon's website and just look at this list and find them and click on that and should be able to you know, get what you need. A lot of these artists and vendors sell stuff on Etsy. So you could go to Etsy and get some cool horror merch. And while you're there, you can head over to our merch page and get... A mug. <laughs> Get that mug to drink out of while you're listening to all the Deluxe Edition Network shows. There you go. So um, a couple of cool vendors that I am looking forward to, some that I know, some I don't know. Like There's one called Casey Coffin. I've never heard of that one. I don't know if they're new to the convention or not, or I just miss them. But they were there last year. Were they? Yep. Okay, but I got it, a card from him. Okay, so I was looking... Just quickly at the site, and it looked like they do a lot of drawings and art inspired by monsters and movies and stuff, which is right up our alley, and this shit looks really good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought a magnet from him last year. I, I, I know, know I got something from his book. I probably did, too, and just not really uh, remembering. Yeah. Last year was when we all almost died of COVID, right? Or was that the year before? That was last year. That was last year, okay. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Oh, With the... Uh, Crazy accusations. Fucking COVID. Yeah. I don't you know, if, if people choose to go to a convention during COVID, they got to realize you're taking a risk. You yeah. can't blame anybody else for you getting sick or anything. You know, yep. you chose to it's go a to big a crowd. It's event shit, with a mass happens. population. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, the Poshness Monster. I've seen that one. It looks kind of cool. They, this person is taking like toys and turning it into jewelry, like creepy looking shit, and it's pretty cool. Um, Eli Wolf, he's a friend of the show. He's yep. 
a staple at all the uh, Northwest conventions. He does really cool, fun pop culture mashups. Like half of my fridge is covered with Eli Wolf magnets. I'm sure you got a few too. I do. Yeah, and I guarantee you guys that are listening, if you go, you're gonna find something in his booth you, that you like, um, that you love, that you love. Yeah, I mean, this shit really stands out. Like, you know, it's tough because you might want to buy things from a couple different booths, but when I see his stuff, it just like I I can't decide. It's hard because I usually find yeah. a few magnets or and stickers he always has a deal like six for twenty five or something. Yeah, and uh. Feeling really ambitious. Go back to last year on the Stephen Crypto Show, last year's Crypticon uh, preview episodes, and I'm pretty sure we talked to Eli. Last year or the year before? I know we have him on the show at one point. Um, Another Northwest convention regular is Misty Figs, who does a ton of uh, stickers and jewelry. I've even seen some, like, fucking really cool... Uh, custom Funko Pops and stuff that she's done. But yeah, she has everything from like cute to creepy. Just all kinds of cool shit. She's super cool and I've known her a long time and she's good people and super talented. Uh, Who else do I got on my list? Uh, Arkham Bazaar, who was on our show prior. Uh, They're part of the Lovecraft Film Festival down in Portland. But they have a ton of... uh, Cthulhu and uh, Lovecraftian designs and and their um, clothing and accessories and stuff. They got some cool shit. Uh, and I always look forward to seeing the Nile Nightmares people. They run like a big haunt out in uh, Shoreline, that area. And it's always cool to see like their displays they set up. And they have a lot of their characters walking around in their costumes looking all crazy and spooky. But... Yeah, they do that, and they come and kind of tease the haunt and hype that because that shit's huge every year. I need to get out there and actually see the haunt. But uh, what else we got on that list? There's a ton of fucking vendors this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more than last year from what I can tell. Um, So we have LVP Publications. That's Lycan Valley Press. They're a small publisher of horror, steampunk, dark fiction, and pulp. They publish novels, novellas, anthologies, and author collections, as well as miscellaneous herbal items. So that mm. sounds kind of interesting. And then there's Boots and Cats. <laughs> uh, freaky geeks throwing out quirky and spooky designs to our quirky. friends and community. Okay. Yeah. Um, Clockwork Art is a returning booth. Uh, and I know that for a fact because I have some of their magnets on my fridge okay. right now. Yeah, that one sounds familiar. Yeah, so Clockwork Art um, is Braden Duncan. Uh, they do watercolor critters featuring mechanical, fantastical, macabre, and pop culture. Uh, they're taking over the world with the strange and the adorable. So it's a lot of uh, like illustrations of cats in different poses with horror movie costumes on like themed yeah yeah so like i'm i'm pretty sure i have one of ash at home it's a black cat holding the chainsaw on a boomstick <laughs> <laughs> and um i think i have one or two other ones um possibly one from nightmare before christmas but um 
let's see, we have Edwards Art and Design. Uh, Edwards Art and Design is a maker of weird and wonderful things, specializing in hyper-realistic etched pumpkin and wire-sculpted fantasy taxidermy called Cryptodermia. I think everybody's making weird and wonderful things at Crypticon. We love the the I'm, weird and for the, it. Yeah. The, all the like creepy goth stuff they have there. It's it's fun. It's a really really good time. Collagerama is going to be there. So artist and author Matt Dineman sells books and his artwork featuring scary cats. Everybody likes cats. Yeah, there's there's a couple cat booths. There's a lot of cat stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think. We get enough help from Patreon and buy me a coffee. Maybe someday we'll be able to set up at Crypticon. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I sure the fuck can't afford it. Hopefully we'll be there to set up next to Chibi Yeti, who is going to be there this year and possibly in the future, too. A lot of these... Eddie or Yeti? Chibi Yeti. Yeti, like like the Bigfoot yeah. Yeti. Okay. Yeah. Chibi you said Yeti. Like... No. Nah. Chibi Yeti. So they're a two-member art team based out of a studio in Bellingham, Washington. We screen print, illustrate, make fabric art, and experiment. And they're big nerds. Fitting. fitting. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot here. Uh, our friend Angela from Morbid Heart Designs. She'll be there. She'll be there. Uh, she describes herself as rainbows and death bringing this duality into her art. Sometimes it's creepy, sometimes it's cute, sometimes it's both. I agree with that. We've had her on to chat once before, and um, go back and listen to that one if you want to. I should, I should little... use that on my bio. I'm going to use that on my IMDb page. Like, sometimes creepy, cutie. Some, I can't even tell it. <laughs> Never mind. Sometimes creepy, sometimes cute, creepy. sometimes both. I try to combine creepy and cute to cupy. Cupy. That's weird. Um, what about uh the patch companies? Evil Thread? Yeah, yeah. Evil Thread's gonna be there. They're cool. They pretty much specialize in all kinds of like spooky patches. Yeah, like that. find them on uh Instagram. He does a a weekly patch giveaway, which I won a Terrifier patch a few Ooh, weeks that's back. Cool. And yeah, I might actually talk some business with him soon too. Well, I, I love think, their name. I think we need some. Uh, Steven Crypto patches. Who would wear? Give us input. Who would want to buy a Steven Crypto show patch to put on like your bag or on your hoodie or just to buy and fucking do whatever you want with it <laughs> as long as you buy it and give us money. Um, <laughs> but I think it would look cool. Yeah. You know what also would look cool is a coffin shelf in your house. Yeah. I need one of these. Yeah. So there's going to be a booth at Crypticon called Coffin Collector. And they make unique handmade coffin-themed furnishings, such as bookcases, tables, mirrors. And they're from Portland. Um, I've been following their stuff on social media. They do some cool shit. Even if you're not going to make it out, but this sounds like a cool thing that you'd be into, at least look at the website and check out the pictures, because I'm looking at it right now, and they're pretty cool. I yeah, made it. Go head over. You can find all these vendors at CrypticonSeattle.com. Yep. Um, I want to mention one last cool vendor. It's kind of a vendor slash celebrity guest with uh, Eugene Clark. Yeah. Who played Big Daddy on the Land of the Dead 
Um, he's always there, and he has like a ton of collectibles, zombie themed stuff, and everything. And and part of the show, he'll go and and in character as Big Daddy, and he puts on like a little mini prosthetic around his eyes to give him that look. And he puts in contacts, and he always looks creepy, and he takes crazy pictures, and he always scares the people before he takes it, so they look all fucking terrified. But he's like a fun vendor slash guest and kind of wanted to lead into saying guest because i think next the next episode we are going to talk to matthew patrick davis who portrays the mother on barbarian but leading into that conversation we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna mention a few of the guests that are gonna be at crypticon we have the guest possibly my guest that I'm most looking forward to to meeting at Crypticon is uh, Kelly Maroney, who we are talking to on this episode. So we are going to dive into that, let you guys learn a little bit about her. We tried to uh, talk less about Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall because every interview kind of basically is about that. And she's going to do her panel at at Crypticon, and, and I'm sure it's going to be all about Night of the Comet be because her plenty. her co-star is there as well. Um, but hey, for those who can't make it out, enjoy this next segment. Still going to dig the interview. Yeah, yeah. That's I try to keep it that way. We try to keep it so even if you can't come to Crypticon, we want to put out some cool interviews with some cool guests that just happened to work with Crypticon. Like yeah. last week, we talked to Jeremy Rudd and Jason Brooks from the movie Diced, which is coming out hopefully in October around Halloween time. And that sounds awesome. You don't have to be here to enjoy that. Like You right. don't have to be at Crypticon to enjoy the, the Kelly Maroney interview. But hey, if you are going to be at Crypticon, you can, you'll likely bump into those two at the event. Um, as uh, Jason has Jason will be there. portrayed yeah. Jason Voorhees, Many times before in like uh, you know, smaller like tribute films and things like that, um, so he's gonna be there likely in character. We're gonna be there only on Saturday, and you probably will be there Sunday. Yeah. But if you are gonna come, uh, hit us up on the social media. I told you where to follow us and let us know. We'd like to connect and say hi and and just you know take some pictures and yeah. Give you some stickers or something, and and see what else we could see. What kind of mischief we could get into together? So uh, hit us up. We might even have some recording equipment with us, and maybe we'll have you pop in on the podcast for a few minutes. We'll split one hi. of those expensive Snickers bars together. I'll share one with you. If I pay fucking eight dollars for a Snickers, <laughs> I ain't sharing with nobody. <laughs> Just saying, I didn't. I didn't fucking earn this. I'm sweet, buying a butterfinger. Don't this, you dare lay a hand on it. I didn't earn this sweet fucking physique by sharing Snickers bars with people. Okay. Don't put a finger on my butterfinger. You yeah. get your fingers bit. I ain't putting my fingers anywhere near you. Don't worry <laughs> about that. But anyways, let's get to this chat with Kelly Maroney. You guys gonna dig it? We had a blast talking with her. We'll be right back with trivia and to say goodbye. This is horror host Lee Turner with After Hour Cinema, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show, a must-listen for fans of indie horror and the classics, also featuring some great fellow horror hosts. Hey kids, I'm Jax, host of the podcast Here for the Booze. 
Grab a drink and join me in discussing themes in movies, movie recommendations with mild spoilers, movie trivia, decorating my creepy corner, my horror vinyl collection, and horror documentaries. Be sure to check me out on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram. I'll be sure to give you the lowdown of all your favorite horror and maybe something new for you to enjoy. Come find me. This is Fiona Durov, and you're listening to The Stephen Crypto Show. <laughs> all right, we are on The Stephen Crypto Show, and we have a very special guest. First, let me a uh, little backstory here. We are getting hyped up for Crypticon in Seattle. You guys know that's our time of year between Crypticon and Halloween. That's like when Stephen Crypto shine. Uh, but we have a, I, I consider her a legend. She's a horror icon. You know her from Chopping Mall. You know her from Night of the Comet. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And she's popped up on a million other things like True Blood. And uh, she really don't need introduction, but we're going to introduce her because we are on audio. This is video. You would know exactly. You would know Kelly Maroney. But uh, we have the one and only Kelly Maroney. Welcome. Well, thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. We got to hype this show up because it's fantastic. It's, Definitely, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. That's for sure. Uh, before we jump in talking about Crypticon, mm-hmm. we, I want to kind of avoid the the same million questions you get. You probably hear yeah. questions about Chopping Mall and Night of the Comet over and over. I want to. I want to <laughs> know. Uh, we we do we love them, but I want to know a little more about you and, and your background in acting. Oh, which led to those things. Okay. Um, just start, I guess. Let's just jump right in. Let's go for it. <laughs> when I was a, all the way back, when, all the way back when I was a little girl, I wanted to be three things, either um, the Virgin Mary, a movie star or the Virgin Mary. So um, <laughs> <laughs> there's only really one to shoot for, but you know, and when when I was growing, you didn't just go around going, I'm going to be an actress, I'm going to be, you know, because it was a real practical, you know, um, um, community, and you just didn't go around giving yourself airs like that, but um, I went, I got involved, I got accepted into the National Shakespeare Company Conservatory, and so when I was a kid, I just, I went to conservatory school in the summer, and while I was there, um, I knew I wanted to go back, and I'd already graduated, and my mom was like, you know, why don't you get out of here, because you're basically looking at it. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> you, probably, you know, she, she thought all of her kids are already grown up and she was like, well, I can predict this. Or you're going to get married and then you're going to end up a secretary, like whatever. And she goes, if you want to do that, why not? Just go do it. Which was great. Except for when I got to New York, skipping ahead, I would get so homesick because it was so out of my experience. I would call up and this is a pay phone, right? And I'd be going ugly cry. I'd be going... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. And she'd go, you stick it out. <laughs> because, you know, she, and she was right. She was right. But that was that was uh, the version of a pep talk that I got. Um, but I'm so glad that she did. And it must have cost her something actually to do it because she was by herself. And so, I mean, she could have very selfishly not wanted me to do it, you, you know, and, um, and she instead said, go have your life and have it be the way you want it and make it happen, which a lot of people don't have that luxury. You know, a lot of times their, their parents or their family will fight them on stuff. And, and she didn't, which was That's amazing. Great. 
Yeah, it was amazing. You so, grew up in the Midwest, right? Yeah, Minneapolis. So, so I can imagine New York was quite a quite a shock. <laughs> only thing we knew about New York was uh, New York City was in the movies. You know, like um, in the fifties when they'd show New York, we had no idea what New York was like. And when I got there in the in the early eighties, it was still a dump. Yeah. Was, I mean, when I saw Broadway, I couldn't believe it. I could because you read about Broadway and everything. And I couldn't believe it, but um, it's since obviously cleaned up. But when I was there, it was still Hell's Kitchen where we shot. So long story long, I went there. I was going to do the summer, uh, the, the fall um, um, conservatory program. And I was looking for a place to live. And I only had $500 on me and in my, to my name. And um, I was too young to get a job. I think I got rolled at a at Blimpies. So I was the victim of one of those scams. I mean, I was an idiot. And plus I was too young and then I couldn't obviously rent an apartment. So I went to this woman to find that found you like um, living situations. And she, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. I'm underage. And she goes, you know, my friend um, is a casting director and they're casting a soap opera and they want this Midwestern Lolita. Why don't you go? And she didn't know what else to say to me. I mean, she couldn't get me a room. I mean, what was she going to do with me? So that just happened to pop in her mind. I forget her name. I never saw her again. And so I went and they said, well, slide your picture under the door and we'll see what happens. And it's just something about the fact that uh, of what kind of transit I was transition I was in there where I didn't belong anywhere, didn't live anywhere. It was just like, would you free fall out of a plane? I got the job and I had no business getting that job. I had no experience on camera. You know, all these other professional actresses, you know, um, and then here I come and I have no idea what's going on. But what happened was the uh, reason I got it was because the, the, the person that was going to play, I was going to play scenes with audition with me and he was so tired. And um, I was playing like this Lolita person. I suppose the temptation would be to go, to bounce around and go, oh, well, how sexy I am. Uh, so that's, and I didn't do that because he was really tired. I patted him on the face. And I think that they thought, well, that establishes that there's deeper than this poor guy is chasing around after a, a, you know, Lolita after a kid. That's kind of gross. But if it looks like they actually have a, a bit, um, more layered relationship like that, then you can see why that would happen. Okay, that's the longest. That's the longest version of that I ever told. <laughs> but anyway, after that, um, I was I was damned if I was going to be fired because can you imagine getting that far and then having a go back home with your tail between your legs so no matter what I had to learn I learned and I was and and so I did I mean I had the good fortune of having this woman play my mother who um instead of just thinking well I could just slap this like a fly away from my face she helped me and she was friend she was she helped me and she taught me things like here's how you tie on cue here's how you do this or and she could have had me for breakfast and instead she went no she's my storyline which I guess is very pregnant. She was, she's just lovely and we're still friends and she's one of the best friends I've ever had and ever will have. Um, and I love her. So anyway, it was a great experience because I got to act every day on camera and that's the only way to learn how to act. Right, right, have the experience. You have to learn how to survive. And then plus I got to, because I was already working, I, I got to avoid a lot of the icky stuff that happens to actresses when they're kids and they go in and, and all the guys are like, you know, drooling on them and stuff because they're young and impressionable and stuff. I was already a, a professional, so I didn't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. 
That's good. Thank you know that's a huge blessing. I had to do some of it, but not not the same thing because you're already, you know, you're already in the game. You're not right. You're not, you're you know, you don't come off as like an easy prey kind no, of. You're less of a tasty yeah. snack. Yeah. Less of a tasty <laughs> snack, and also a they snack. don't. They, they they also don't want to. You know, there's more chance that you're going to tell on them and all this other stuff. So yeah, it's mm. a lot. That, I didn't have a lot of that. Oh, it was the eighties, and there was a lot of sexism. That you know, and our attitude at the time was, but uh, everybody's attitude was, well, it's a rough business, and if you can't take it, maybe you shouldn't be in it. Right. So deal with it. And I think that was true across the boards, probably in most professions. And so that's what we did. You know, I mean, you just did common sense thing. Like uh, if that person's like giving you vibes, stay away from them. You know, don't go any place by yourself, those kind of things. Um, but, you know, it's gone on since the beginning of time. And I suppose things are probably uh, a lot, people are in a lot better shape now than we were then. But like I said, it was, you didn't, it was icky, but you just didn't question it. It was just the way it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're yeah. lucky to have avoided that, at least. A lot of it. Now, I didn't say yeah. I. I didn't say I. I um dodged, dodged the whole bullet. I dodged maybe three quarters of a bullet, but not the whole thing. You mentioned, uh, you know, ha- having friends that you made. How how do you in in the business? How is it hard to maintain those friendships over all the years? Well, you know. When you're younger, it's not just because in, in, in everybody's life, it's easier to make friends when you're younger. And then right. as you get older and people have families and everything, like a couple of friends I have, I mean, they had kids and I didn't basically see them for like 15 or 20 years. And now they're back because their kids are all grown up. So that happens like in everybody's life, I think. Um, right. um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have at least one or two good friends from almost everything I've done. Because um, the the way that we work, you have to be pretty vulnerable with each other, and I think you get to know each other um, a lot longer than I mean, in in my everyday life, I could know somebody for like eight years and like never really know them because they're just yeah. around. Like, but when you're in, when you're acting with them, you get to know them pretty well, pretty fast, and so that there's a deeper bond there. Right. Um, it is it is a way more intimate uh, type of yeah. working experience than working at mcdonald's together or something it's right yeah but it's hard to keep up and maintain friendships though because everybody's doing their own thing you know and and uh i um, really have to um i mean the thing we all have to have to be aware that you know friends are important and you have to maintain that you can't just take them for granted no that's um, for sure everybody's busy yeah. yep exactly um, but also, I, I was lucky, too, because I had my first like three directors were women. So I didn't even know that there was a problem. <laughs> I was getting these great, but there's a, like a little rift in there where they had great female roles, you know, young female roles. And I was like, um, I was like Lolita and I was the plot pusher on that show because I was evil. And stuff it was a great part. And then I had another soap where I did the same thing. And then um fast times was a little bit risque i was auditioned for um stacy but i didn't get the part but they gave me the cheerleader and i was like the cheerleader are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) but as far as a cheerleader from a cheerleader as you can get and then nowadays i look at that and i go of course they thought i was the cheerleader because look at my personality (laughs) yeah you're like the the cute bubbly blonde and yeah well just supportive and all that stuff but yet you know take no crap um 
Um, and so now, I mean, these years later, I, I finally understand it. And then, you know, I was kind of on a roll and I got those uh, final girl parts. I don't really know that there's a problem because um, there was a, a female director and all sorts of female um, executives that ran ABC Daytime. And then Amy Heckerling, obviously, um, was a woman. And um, so I didn't know what everybody's talking about until then eventually it caught up with me. And I go, oh, now I see what they're talking about. Right. You know, that um, <laughs> women don't really have as much of a place in the business as I thought they did, you know, taking that for granted. Yeah. Um. So what uh, were some of the movies that you watched as a kid that made you come to the decision that I want to be a movie star? Oh, man. Well, actually, when I got to school, I stopped wanting to be a movie star because I went to Shakespearean oh, conservatory okay. school. And then it was all about the work, you know, and I was kind of I would be embarrassed to tell them that I wanted to be Betty Davis because right. that just was not going to fly where I went to school. But it was it, I came back to that when I you know, learn some self-acceptance about, um, it wasn't, it wasn't really that I wanted to be a movie star. It was that I wanted to do what movie stars did, which, um, I remember watching these old movies with my mom and there were, um, Catherine Hepburn and bringing up baby and Susan Hayward. Um, and you know, um, it was just sort of a, I could see that my mom took, took those movies as, as a, she got out of her everyday life. And I was watching her watch them. And um, I thought, I want to I want to do that because I want to make my mom feel like that, you know, or like everybody feel like that. And you could see, too, uh, uh, because, again, in the Midwest, you know, you don't really walk around um, emoting like crazy and, and, you know, being dramatic. But those people thought nothing of throwing things. Or, you know, you got to see people express their emotions and, ex and, and uh, express the human condition without judging it in a way that you don't see in real life. And I wanted to do that. That kind of carries over into like the convention thing. But you actually yeah. get to really firsthand see how, how the movies affected people. That's a stunner. I'll tell you, I had no idea. And in fact, um, a lot of us felt the same way when the internet came in. People would say, oh, there's a shrine to your movie. Or there's a, you know, we had no idea these people watched us or remembered us at all. And like, Myself and Barbara and Catherine and I mean a lot of us went. We didn't even know that, so of course because it meant so much. And then you get to these shows and people will tell you things like that was the first movie I ever saw with my husband, or that was the first time I took myself to the movies and I took the bus into the city to see it, or um, we didn't have my mom worked at, um, over the night shift and we didn't have a babysitter, but my mom would put Night of the Comet on because you guys had guns and we felt safe. I mean, just these things, and you just like, you start tearing up just listening to yeah. these people tell you, and there's nothing like it. I mean, talk about um, feeling like, you know, you did something good with your life. I mean, yeah. sure, it wasn't like curing cancer, but you, but you did what you set out to do, which is make that connection with other people. It is. Yeah, it's it, cool that people have, you know, special moments in our lives that movies are connected to. You know, like um, Steve and I have talked to a lot of other guests about like early introductions to horror and maybe had a cousin or a brother or sister that showed you a movie at a maybe at a young age, you uh -huh. know, that <laughs> uh, that maybe was a little questionable, but you have a memory of that, you know, that'll never leave. 
do yeah. you uh, do you have a moment like that yourself? Like, was there something that you watched uh, with with someone growing up that I was I was always drawn to that real dark stuff. I love Nosferatu. I mean, we had we had those local channels that would play. I think it was Sunday morning. They would play the old like Frankenstein and and old Dracula stuff. And oh, I yeah. love that stuff. There's something so I didn't know what it was at the time because I didn't know what erotic was, but it was something so romantic and sexy and vintage about the whole thing and then there, I think I think he was legitimately scary you know especially at the end there um and then also my mom would turn on the te television and go into the kitchen or something and I'd be watching the birds <laughs> and, and it, what did you let me watch that for I was freaking <laughs> horrified you know the one where they knocks a little girl down and she's oh yeah alert, picking on her head what did you let me watch that for? And she's like, oh, <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was a scary movie. Yeah. Oh, well, she didn't really, you know, it didn't really register that these are scary movies that you shouldn't watch. And these, we didn't have that in, in my house. It was, you know, it was a movie and sometimes it was scary. Like, my mom uh, watched the birds at, at their local theater uptown. And then she had to walk home by herself after that. It scared the crap <laughs> out of her. Birds following her home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They knew oh, she yeah. watched it. <laughs> well, you're a little kid and you, you know, birds, you see, you know, you have those cute stories about bluebirds and robins. And then all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there not expecting anything, waiting for my macaroni and cheese or whatever it was. <laughs> and my mind was blown, you know, and there was psycho and I mean, all that stuff. She just didn't um, censor any of that stuff. <laughs> all on television. I just wanted, we would sit up late and I would I would try to sit up as long as I could, but I'd always pass out. Sometimes we'd order a pizza and it's, you know, so that was my experience of the movies. So, you know, it was pretty pretty intimate for me and pretty special. Did she did she make a, a extra effort to educate you that it was all just movies and Hollywood magic or did no. she just let you go <laughs> and be scared and <laughs> No, I mean I, huh? I, I I mean, she, well, you know what? There was one thing, um, one part of that. Um, every year in, in these olden days, if you wanted to watch The Wizard of Oz, it came on once a year. Right. And, and for some reason, that movie, understand, now that I, now that I uh, took some psychology classes, I realized that people who are traumatized love The Wizard of Oz. I didn't, it makes sense to me now. But at, the, at the time, I it just hit something inside me. I would start crying so hard I couldn't stop. And it would upset my my dad so much. He don't let her watch that thing. And he would remember he remembered the next year he goes, she's not watching that, you know, that damn thing. And so I had to sit there and pretend not to cry. So I... <laughs> <laughs> choking it back. Yep. <laughs> so my mom even said, you know what, if it's gonna make you feel like this, we shouldn't really watch it anymore. But that it just, I don't know. It just I was talk about catharsis and I didn't even know why you know we're just little kids so we don't know but then there was um so I, I had I got to have a pair of shoes for school and there were Mary Janes and there were there was black and there were red and because I just watched that I wanted the red ones yeah and my mother was starting to get mad at me because she's like you're not gonna wear red shoes to school every day and my dad uncharacteristically said just let her have them and I wore those things until stuffing was coming out of the top. So, so dad was the favorite that week. Well, <laughs> it's just so, it's so, you would just, you know, people just do things that you don't expect them to do because in, in your mind, they're going to react always a certain way, which is why marriages and stuff and 
break up and and people fall out of love it's because you expect that they're you think you know what they're thinking you think you know what they're going to do instead of watching and seeing what they're going to do and experiencing it in the real moment you're so sure that you know what they're going to do that pretty soon it's over you know and the same thing with our parents we know very well what they're going to say and do no we don't you know you just never know yeah so um that was one of those times you just never know good pleasant surprise so um right then as I, as you know later on in life we got, we watched television all the time and we just list the movies but it was still I would still watch the movies at night with my mom but then it was all TV you know yeah are you still a, a TV and movie watcher regularly um I don't watch TCM as much as I would like to because my husband likes horror too so we're, <laughs> we're always <laughs> watching horror and sometimes sometimes but he's less so now but when I first met him it was like let's watch the the crappiest horror film we can find <laughs> you really like that but now now he's more discerning i guess um but you know i do all the streamers and, and the horror movies and shutter of course and um i do gravitate towards some darker stuff are there any recent titles that you really that you both really enjoy oh yeah many of course now that you said that of course i'm i mean we're watching yeah. yellow jackets and we're watching um oh um I can't wait for um, exit, you know, the whole, um, well, this is not recent, but one thing, one thing that we just like, our teeth fell out of our mouth was Maud, St. Maud. Right. Yeah. Right. I didn't catch that one, but I've heard. Nobody, nobody, very, very luckily for us, nobody told us what what was, that was going to end up to be. No Um, one spoiled that for you. That's good. Um, um, My husband doesn't care that much for comedy horror, which, you know, that's kind of what I get cast in a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i love good comedy horror mix doesn't like it so much and so i do and i also have to watch it because it's, you know my profession i want to see what, what's going on so i kind of have to watch that stuff by myself because he really like oh likes it when it's very scary but yeah we watched um you know the minute somebody asked me that i draw a blank there's yeah. a kind of a dumb movie and it's it, it's got a dumb title oh i can't think of it now i'm so sorry That's I can't right. think of it. well maybe maybe you'll remember it by uh Crypticon and uh, oh, I'm sure I will. See, once we're done talking, I could actually go through and see what we watched because he writes them down. He wrote down oh, nice. every single thing that we ever watched. So all I have to do is like, can you just please send me that list? Right, so right. I'll have it for you guys. I just okay. watched a fun one on Shutter called Aliens versus Kids. That was kind of cool. <laughs> That's one of their featured movies on Shutter right now. It was I fun. Yeah, I mean, it has like. I don't want to say it's as dark as Stranger Things because it's not, but it has some like vibes of Stranger Things, maybe uh, Home Alone, um, just, you know, kids battling creatures and and it, it was fun. It was wow. a good 90 minute ride. Yeah, we don't we didn't have that kind of stuff as readily available. Right. In the olden days that we that they do now, kids just have so much good stuff to watch well we do too i mean there's just so much more variety and so many i mean you could get into the negative side of things or you could or on the positive side i always think that i mean we all know by now we were saying it before but now everybody's saying it's a horror is having its heyday it's having another renaissance of course but um people are just going in and being so inventive and they're going into um into horror because they want to go into horror and not because it was a, it, at one point it was a way 
to get a movie made without a lot of money and to guarantee that it's probably going to make money and, and you get your foot in the door that way right. and then hope yeah. you go on and do something different. But now people are getting into horror because they love horror. So what do you, as somebody that's been in the business for a while, why, why do you think it's on this, uh, this upswing now? Um, well, I think, I think it's very cathartic for people. I think that we all, people, people keyed into that. It's, it's cathartic. And, and also because it's, it's so much, it, it's, I think people realize that now the statistics, that it's more sophisticated than what they thought it was, which is just, oh, it's slasher stuff. And they kind of dismiss it, dismiss it. But I think, I, I think that um, because there's so much more of it available now, there's so many different um, ways of watching. Yeah, all the all the streamers and everything. Yeah, people, so readily available. Uh huh. And and it's just um, I for me, I always thought it was cathartic because I think it was Wes Craven said, "The fear is the terror isn't in the movies; the terror is in life." Right. And so, um, but you know, and it also in a visceral way, um, physically, it it lets that um, that fear and tension out of our bodies because there's nothing nothing like actually being afraid in a movie where you know everything is going to, you're going to be okay, right? You can get involved vicariously and, and it releases some of that stuff. Whereas in real life, a lot of people are just, um, either you stuff it down, you know, when you're um, anxious or, or fearful about what's going on in, in the world or, um, um, well, basically you stuff it down, but, yeah. or, or you just, you know, take it so much to heart that you can barely walk around, you know, from depression and stuff or, or um, and it's just a, um, it's just a really useful tool. Yeah, and I think, like you say, it's a in the movie. You know, you know, you're gonna be okay. In real life, there's no assurances. No, there's not. So it's <laughs> so you take, you know, the entertaining side, and and like when your mom watched movies, you could see her having that escape. It's all that together, and it just that's why I love movies. I love especially horror movies because even. Even the excuse my language, even the shitty ones are entertaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> entertaining, yeah. you know. Here's the thing about horror movies too: is no matter how much it sucks, you know that somebody put their heart and soul and tried tried their damnedest to make that a great movie, and probably spent every dime and more than they had available to them, yep. and went after it like it was the most important thing. You know, gave their heart and soul, and God bless them. <laughs> you know, I mean. And even if they didn't, you could also you could also see that happening. It's like, oh, somebody went out to lunch there. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, I mean, how many times do you watch something that's not good for the fun of it in another genre? You don't. Nope. No. And there's no such thing as romantic comedy genres or period pieces genres. There's yeah. horror convention genres. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't really have that. drama film conventions. No, no comedian, like no rom com conventions. We have. It's just it appeals to to uh, people that um, that otherwise might feel misunderstood. I think that there's a great um, connector uh, in horror, and because when you're being scared is the great leveler, you know. I mean, a mass murderer comes after you, and he really doesn't care if you're the most popular kid in school or the outcast in school. You're you're still almost dead. you might be dead. It's yeah. just uh, I think it it just touches a, vis uh, a point of, of us where we all it's a it's a great um connector yeah we're all on like the same level ground yeah yeah you're, you're not special you could be yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to rewind just a hair, you know, talking about um, actors and and people that, that got into horror back in the day as like it being an early entry into film and things like that. Um, I got to say people that like yourself who did horror, you know, earlier in your career and then go back to it again later really stand out to me. And I think others in the horror community, we appreciate you guys a hell of a lot more because I, I maybe I'm wrong here, but it gives me the impression that, oh, they really do like horror. They're not just doing it for a paycheck, you know, yeah. like they keep going back. I mean, another example of an actor, Kevin Bacon, the guy constantly mm-hmm. goes back to doing horror content, you know, which makes me think, okay, he's really one of us. He's really into it. Well, there's so, they're great stories. They're great characters and talk about, you know, the odd, the, um, um, what's the word? Um, um, the stakes are so like, automatically high in a horror movie and you get to explore weird psychological creepy stuff that, you know, that it's just out there in the horror movie. You know, you can try to find yeah. it in the scripts and you, and you can do that, but that's what it's about. And that's what the subject matter is in horror. It's just yeah. amazing. I mean, when I was a kid too, I was, my agents, it was, it was not a cool thing to be in horror when I was coming up. And so I did a couple and they're like begging me, please stop this, please stop this. <laughs> and well, number one, I was, you know, I mean, I had to support myself. I wasn't a trust fund kid and I was making money doing my, what I did. So that was good enough for me. And I thought that they were, I thought there was nothing wrong with horror movies. I thought they were fun. I thought they were great. I mean, the people were great. And I was used to having like over the top situations to play because I came up on a soap opera, you know, and then working on Shakespeare before that, those are not small. None of those things are small, like um, subtle mediums. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's kind of used to it. Um, And that's what I gravitated towards. So I didn't see anything wrong with it at the time. And I couldn't understand, I mean, I couldn't understand the snobbery and I still think that they're wonderful. It's just uh, the, the, the people coming now that want to do horror, you know, they're not just um, going in for, for a paycheck or or a calling card that they can have. Um, they're you know, going I mean, at it with a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. A lot yeah. of new people. Yeah. You also, um, yeah, and a lot of sophistication about it too. It's, um, of course, you're going to, there's a thing with horror that, you know, with most horror movies, you can't think about it too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of falls right. apart when you, really think about it but um i think that there's there's quite a bit of effort to make it make it track you know and make it not just for the sake of being a horror movie that Um, that's probably what makes it appeal to me so much is because you don't have to think about it much because it like it's the escape the entertainment i want to sit down and be entertained i don't want to pick apart your movie i don't want to be a critic i just want to i just want to be scared or laugh or cry or just be entertained and have a good time there's a monster and he's hungry there's some people my i need my this 90 minutes of my busy life you know working 40 to 50 hours a week i just give me this 90 minutes so i could escape all that yeah and have a good time i think too in 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 these days we're all so in our heads by necessity that anything that gets us out of our heads for a second is going to be really good for us yeah And, and that's I mean, you could go. You, you could go to see a different kind of movie, and I don't know if you're going to be out of your head or not. You know, some depending on the story, depending on your personality. But it's probably it's probably 
if you get into it at all, um, you're going to be able to get out of your head and enjoy a horror movie just because, you know, oh, they're running and if they get caught, they're going to die. I was love being, I love being the final girl. And, and watching the movies, it's okay to, to root for the people to die, which is not yeah, something yeah. you do in normal life. A lot know? of directors oh, yeah. are good at making characters kind of annoying. We're like, oh God, will you just get rid of that one? The Night of the Comet was supposed to be that. Especially <laughs> the one you can't wait for her to die. Changed it. Yeah, thank God. Um, thank God, yeah. Um, but that's what they originally were going to do. No, we always look, look at each other and go, that guy's got to go. Yes. <laughs> yep. Early on, that guy's got to go. I can't wait for her to die. Yep. <laughs> I kind of like when they surprise you, like uh, Cabin in the Woods. You know, you watch that movie or or some other films where you're like, okay, I expect so-and-so to die. You're like, wow, they're still here. <laughs> Why are they still here? Yeah. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, uh, for you personally, what would be like a dream role throughout his, any role throughout any movie throughout history, anything? What would have been a dream role for you? Oh wow! Kind of a lecture. That would be, that would be a, a interesting. I'd never. You make a new last... one. You can play his sister. Yeah. No. Do you want to be the straight up killer? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Why? Why that character? Well, Anthony Hopkins is my favorite actor. So He's really... amazing. Yes. Yeah. I just... Great choice. The way he played that was having so much fun and the twinkle in his eye and just unabashedly vicious nature of a you know he had so much self-acceptance <laughs> and he enjoyed his life so much and i just thought that's the way you play that was a, a terrifying character You're such a low-key just mellow character he just made it scary yeah he made it scary like i take you know freddie and jason bring him on but i run into hannibal lecter i'm like Keep my distance. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. And what we hear about him too is that with just because he gave somebody in the next cell a thought or whatever he that they killed themselves because of something he did. That's the kind of power he has when he doesn't even yeah. look at it. Yeah. yeah. And then you see him and he does not disappoint because you can see why that happened when they, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I could see where that would happen. So um and throughout your your career, you've uh encountered all kinds of monsters and killer robots and zombies and magical little troll imps and bolinelli's and <laughs> well, what are what are some of your your favorite movie monsters from movies you've been in and just in general oh i always like um i like godzilla and i like um what's the one where the two monsters just it was just a recent one i really love the monsters um I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, so one of them is kind of like they had a fight. One of them was kind of like the less nice monster. This is ridiculous. Come on, Caleb, you got this. But I do, I do agree with Godzilla. I'm all about that one. Um, and I, for me, King Kong is like a tragic figure. I cried so hard at the end. It's like he was the, he was the one that that got the shaft. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of a thing with me too. Is um, I'll go. I'll be on the monster side. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, Satan and the Exorcist, you know, those kind of things. Oh, yeah. That's, um, 
the scary stuff that we don't really see but we yeah. see it but we know it's there yeah 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 like with jaws too yep. yeah that's that's how i was just thinking i was just thinking of a alien like we don't really see it through most of the movie but it's you know something bad's out there and yeah. it's scary and it's coming at you and there's nothing you can do it, it there's like you can't talk it out of it you can't outrun it you can't reason with it it's you have nothing it's it's good yeah. that's the end of that story you're, you're <laughs> in trouble yeah that's it <laughs> um pretty much pretty much um, well um, i like the kill bots too you know i like yep. um let's see um I didn't really have much to do. Well, except in my dreams, I didn't have that much to do with zombies. And I mean, except for there was we weren't heavy on the zombies in none of the comics, but I right. did have a dream sequence, which was weird because at the same time we were shooting that Nightmare on Elm Street, they, the same makeup person that did that was doing Freddy did our the zombie cop. I mean, and and we had that dream sequence. And it, it's a funny thing we um, in movies. It's like three or four people. It, it's like a a group thought will come up right. with in a similar vein. I don't know why that happened, but all of a sudden it was um, people were dreaming about stuff when they were, you know, that kind of make it's just kind of weird. Is that even though it wasn't Freddie, I was doing the same thing, a little bit of the same thing in the dream sequence with the same makeup artist. Right. Um, oh, so. you actually auditioned for Nightmare, didn't you? I did. I did. Mm hmm. I did. And did, did you get pretty close to getting it? What would, were you uh, auditioning I have for? No idea. But um, yeah. uh, funny thing is, uh, Robert England, we were at doing Chicago flashback a few years ago now, several years ago. And he came up to Catherine and myself and he goes, Do you remember me? And they said, <laughs> Kinda. And he goes, Red Fro. Oh, God. Yes, because we we were all young and stuff and running around sitting in these audition rooms. And I didn't, didn't, I didn't put it together until he said, Red Fro. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Um, And yeah, and then, um, you know, much has been, Heather Lincoln Campbell obviously auditioned for my part, too. So it's just weird to think how, um, if different actresses had done different roles, what a different thing that would have been. Completely different movie, yeah. Yeah. Or if or if they let uh Freddie keep the red fro. Yeah. That he doesn't have any hair. Yeah. I know. I know. That was just a bad joke on my part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Although I have I, seen a couple of movies that are supposed to be like the 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 dead burn burn victims and they have hair, and I always go. If you burn to death why do you have hair right then, that'd be the first thing that would burn yeah. off you yeah don't think that's one of those don't think about it too much things yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i was trying not to overanalyze it yeah, exactly Just um, so, <laughs> so uh out of all the different movies and scenes that you've been a part of is there one that comes to mind that you maybe wish you could have done different or, or is there like an idea that you have for a, a scene or an idea you had for a scene or that something you would like to do? Is there anything, uh, any, any scenes in the film that, that like you had an idea for that you wish you could have pitched to the director? Oh, well, you know, it's, this started, well, it started when I was at Shakespeare's Shakespeare class, but, um, Every day, walking home from the soap opera, I'd think, you know what I should have done there? 
right? <laughs> you know, and I was, I, it would freak me out until I talked to one of the directors and he said, I think the same thing every night on my way home. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, I can't watch myself because I go, what did you say that like that for? What's it? <laughs> you know, oh. uh, so I, I don't like to watch myself too much. Although we get so far into the past with these things too, that it's almost like it's not us anymore. You know, yeah. so enjoy it a little bit more. I mean, the last time Catherine and I sat and watched Night of the Comet together at a at an, uh, film festival, we just went, we're such, you know, babies right there. You could <laughs> sort of, it's not you anymore almost. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I can't with, watch myself without going, well, that's not the way I thought that was going to come <laughs> out. Or, you know, I thought I was doing this, but it doesn't look like that. And yeah, all the time, all the time. So um, we least. are a couple weeks away from yes. Crypticon. Yes. So let's let's talk about some convention stuff. Uh, what did you personally look forward to at these shows? Oh, I like I I like I like seeing the fans and, and hearing those stories, you know. Yeah. Very much. That's that's the main thing. I also really enjoy seeing people that I don't see all the time. I mean, especially after, uh, during the pandemic and afterwards. I mean, I realized I hadn't seen or talked to Felissa Rose in like three or four years. You know, and then all, we're running around the hall, you know, and we went, oh my God, we haven't seen you. You know, you realize it's been three years. It's crazy. So that that's a real joy. Um, and it, it's still, even though the pandemic has been over for a while now, it's still, I still appreciate that. It's like, oh, yeah. see people. And, and there are, you know, people that I'm fans of that I've never met in person before, even still. And it's fun to see those people. And um, um I don't know. I just, uh, I like to walk around and see what the vendors have all the time too. Right. Um, I really have to discipline myself as, you know, I'm not here to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> are there any guests at this year's Crypticon that you already know and are looking forward to seeing again or people that you haven't met yet that you would like to meet? Um, probably. I have not looked at the rest of the guest list, honestly. Oh, okay. So, cause sometimes I like to be surprised, but like a week, a week before I'll look. Yeah, and I'm okay. like, ooh, yeah. Because also I know people um, they come on it, they sometimes they can't, they don't end up having to go. I just like to see how the guest list evolves. Let's put it that yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, like maybe like by next week, I'll start looking. Yeah. So um, you mentioned trying to be disciplined and not spend money at the show, <laughs> but I'm sure it's happened. Oh, what's, yeah. what's probably been one of the, the, coolest thing that you've found at it at one of these conventions well i like the clothes i'm a sucker for the like the um the horror dresses right. and the golf dresses and, and the necklaces and, and things like that i i'm a sucker for that stuff uh, it's more readily available these days but there was a point in time when you could only get cool clothes at a convention because they just didn't right. have them otherwise all, the, um, all before all the online shops and everything now it's yeah now yeah. yeah now they're easier to get but at that time you couldn't find a dress with spiders on it yeah. <laughs> you have to really look yeah um, no i just i mean it's just the whole thing it's kind of like a magical like a carnival experience and it's it's an all-day long thing for me you know and then i get up and, and come back downstairs and it's another all-day thing so it's really immersive yeah. and the people that come up to the um, come up to the table are, are incredible. I never know who, who it's going to be or what they're going to say or what kind of a story that they're going to tell me. And um, you know, it's just and plus now we get to hug, we get to, to touch each other now again, so you can hug a person in a in a picture with 
you know, for a long time. <laughs> well, actually, like um, sometimes people still have their masks on and you have to remind them, take your mask off just for this picture. We'll both hold our breath because you, if you forget to do it, then they'll walk away and you realize that person has their mask on in that picture. Get them back here. They're not going to watch. <laughs> or they don't believe like, yeah, I just took this picture with Kelly Maroney. And they're like, I don't know if that's really her. She's under that mask. Like, <laughs> Well, no, them, them. <laughs> yeah, yes. them too. Yeah. 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 And so um, um, I like, I always like to, I get a photo, photo approval, which means because especially if I'm wearing light eyelashes and stuff like that, it's really easy to have your eyes shut or, or be, be making a goofy expression. I always want to make sure that they have a good picture. Right. You know, because it's, um, there's nothing worse, you know, but you just make sure that you like it before. It, here's my, here's my um, advice to all convention goers. Make sure you like what you got before you walk away. <laughs> and you don't, you know what, if you could, if you don't come back, people, we, we all want guests to be happy. Yeah. And the thing it's a, uh, most people are so nice that they won't tell you like, Oh, I don't like this picture or something. And, and I mean, it, it's like a, a special moment for fans to be able to meet one of their favorite celebrities. It's like a big, it's, you know, so a lot of people, it's a once in a lifetime thing. So like you want that moment to be perfect and you want to remember it well, and you want it to be. Exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. I mean, somebody who's been, you know, I mean, um, enjoying a you know a movie of mine or something for years and years and years and and finally I, I meet them you bet i want them to be glad that they met me and not sorry that they met me yeah like why did i like that movie no. <laughs> well no because i've seen it happen like not so much at conventions but in life i've seen it happen where you know they say never meet your heroes or a person had a bad experience with somebody and you know that it's going to uh ruin that that um fandom there for the rest they're not going to ever feel that way about that person. Yeah, not just right. that. It's 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 that it's like a, the whole thing where they're always that person, a fan of that person. That gets ruined for them. You know, it's it's not right. Without naming anyone, had you ever had a moment like that? Like, give her. Um, I'm kind of chicken shit, so I don't really go up to people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't really given them a chance to to. Uh, be rude to me or anything like that. One of them, though, I was always scared to talk to Tom, Tom Savini because he always looked so so crabby. Yeah. And I was afraid he was going to say something. I, I don't know. I just never <laughs> walked up to him and said anything until Carolyn Williams was there. And she said, oh, you know, maybe that was true at one point, but he's so nice now because I'm very happily married. And I guess she brought out a softer side or something like that, something like that. Effect. <laughs> and um, it was so funny. I thought I was... You know, I, I was pretty sure he was going to like bite my head off or something, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But I, I didn't even know I thought that. But I mean, um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I wouldn't want to walk up to now. I don't think so. I don't think so because um, people. I mean, people are people are there to be nice. You know, yeah. they're to have fun. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And for anybody who's listening, that's like maybe hesitant to approach someone at a table think of it this way there are tons of people in the building you know that might feel the same way as you and they're all having the courage to come up and say hello to people like yourself and start a little conversation so if they can do it maybe you can do it too right and i'll tell you what because a, a person at a convention said you know when you were here like i'll like years go by if i'm someplace and, and i don't come back like every 
every year or anything like that. So it'll be years before I'm back. He said, um, so when I got here, I was, I, I was too nervous to come up to you. And I thought, so this guy came to a convention, it's not cheap, but all the way there and then didn't come up and say hello to me. Don't do that, you know? <laughs> I said, what did you do that for, you know? And so um, I think he was glad he came up to me this time. But to, to your point, don't do that. Yeah. You know? They're there because we want to meet you. Yeah. So do you have any any fun convention stories? Any good memories that stand out or... Well, I think I've, I've been telling you, yeah, the people who, who tell me the stories, you know, yeah. about, about the connections with their movies and um, people that tell me that they're, that they were too scared to come up last time I was there. And I think, wow, you know, please don't ever do that again. Cause you know, you have every right to be here. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, well, we've had, uh, it's not really a funny story, but there's nothing like going and doing a show and then finding out that the night before somebody came in with a knife, but the knife or a gun, but it was confiscated. And you oh. never knew. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Yeah. Our yeah. lives are in danger. We didn't even know it because they, they catch them right away. But right. it's good to know that they're there. Yikes. Um, Do you have a lot of people come uh, cosplaying as your characters? Yes. And that's so cool. And then, I like if I'm not even if I'm I don't even have to be at a convention, but people will send me pictures of of other people who cosplay as um like Catherine and myself or, or like just me or whatever. Um and they send them to me so they can see um those people walking around as me, which is pretty freaking cool. Um yeah, but they'll they'll come up and boy, they're good at it too. Especially the guys that, that cosplay as me are really funny. <laughs> really funny. Um and they'll do like little variations on the outfit. Um, like this one guy did it with pants, but most of the time they do it with skirts, which is funny. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, I mean, I'm sure that there's something hilarious that I will think of later. <laughs> yep. So I love works. to see some of the costumes people come up with and, you know, the hybrid outfits and just the things that, that the time that people put in to uh, making them amazing. look like some of them are just movie quality, you know, yeah. and, like yeah, I don't know how they pull it off. Like the little three-year-old who, who they got dressed up as Predator. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen like father and son dressed up as Predator. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. I know it's really cool. Um, so there's that. Well, we had a funny one where we were in the same. Well, I did one convention where it was kind of a crunchy neighborhood, and and we were next door to a bead convention. <laughs> 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 it was us. And a bead convention. <laughs> oh man, it was kind of weird. Um, but then we had a, a one of those little kid beauty pageants that was was coming was at the same like hotel complex that we were, and that was odd because we didn't know what it was at first. Nobody knew what it was. Right. You see all these little kids, and you didn't know if they were part of the con of our convention or we didn't know what it was. I think I, I think I heard about that happening at uh, at uh, Joe Bob's. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A few people that were there, they were telling me, like, yeah, we're like walking around the hotel and there's like these little little kids yeah. dressed up in their pageant and stuff. And then here we are, like a bunch of bunch of crazy drunks watching horror movies and 
it wasn't a good mix, I'm, but you know, it, it's got to be a little weird for the people that are going to the hotel that Crypticon is featured in that aren't attending. Just you know, passing through. Like, what are yeah. all these people with costumes <laughs> on and <laughs> pinheads right. having a burger downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, they should do more movies like that too. I mean, because it is weird, and they've only scratched the surface of how weird it is for people to see other people at conventions when they're not part of it. Um, oh, yeah. Well, there was a one little kid all dolled up, you know, to the nines, lost. And she's standing in the elevator, like, screaming her head off. <laughs> we had to figure out, like, where does she belong? How do we get her there? How can we make her stop screaming? Um, and I, I just knew, how, we all knew exactly how she felt. She was just at her, you know, she was just yeah. at her she od'd she was at her limit of weird stuff that was happening and she yeah. was lost. and we couldn't make her stop screaming long enough to tell her do you know what floor you're supposed to be on uh -oh. <laughs> all these things but she calmed right down though i mean the kids were not scared of us right at all right. we were probably more worried about them than they were about us they, they, <laughs> they were not phased whatsoever right well there's a guy in a um, monster head so what you know yes it just took us in stride yeah, yeah. So, do you um like at, at your table at shows? Do you bring any uh like exclusive stuff that you can only find at your convention table? Or I try to think of stuff that I think people would like. I, right now, I have the little baby killbots. Oh, um, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, they're really cute. The head moves and and everything. I have those. Um, a couple, I was I was I have a couple of um. Other people do Night of the Comet and Chopping Mall t-shirts, um, but they, it's, you, you really shouldn't do that. I, I shouldn't do that without having, you have to have the rights to it. Like Fright Rags will always say, make sure that they're ducks in a row about their rights. Um, so, um, but um, we would really like to have Funkos of us. Um, yeah, but that so would far, be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be really great. I don't know why they haven't made them yet so far, but I try to make it like, you know, something Something you know different. I came up with this idea one time of having red dust, and you could have it. You could have you could have Doris and Muffy or, or Chuck. You could also have it if so, there was somebody that you didn't like. You know, it'd be like a, <laughs> a pack of dust. You could have like your ex boyfriend's name on it. That's funny. <laughs> Probably just Kathy was just like your no, boss. <laughs> so I, I mean, there's a, a lot of things too where you have to consider. It's just. Unless, unless Mattel is going to take it and make it for us, is it really going to, um, you know, make a dent in in anything? Is it really worth doing? I found these um, mock tens and they're plastic, and I'm trying to figure a way because that would be really cool. Because then Catherine would sign one end of the barrel and I would sign the other, um, and somehow get it mailed to me so that um, so that the TSA doesn't go nuts when they see me with a whole bunch of plastic guns. Right. <laughs> right. Well, there's another thing too, is with all these school shootings and stuff for a long time, I was really uncomfortable with that cheerleader with an Uzi thing. I felt yeah. like I don't want to be contributing to this in any way. Yeah. Um, um, people said, oh, come on, don't spoil it for us because we like it and we don't think of it that way. And, and I said, okay, all right. I've, I've never had Fortunately, knock on wood, I've never had like psychos. I have really nice fans who are respectful and 
they're very shy sometimes, but they're not like, you don't look at them and go, oh, crazy person. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. But in my case, it's all, I've always been super lucky with that. And so I, I really don't think I've ever had somebody come up where I was kind of scared of them or, or thought, that, you know, you don't want to. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had that, but I, I know that there are people who have. So um, right. that's got to stop. But for me, I'm lucky. And I know that some of the, some of the ladies at the conventions have, have guys that are kind of, um, you know, don't really. understand boundaries. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but not me. I think it's because Catherine and I have those Uzis, man. I mean, yeah, nobody, kind, of a, kind of a <laughs> badass and intimidating. Yeah, nobody does. I mean, if anything, they're scared of us, kind of, um, or just me by myself. I kind of feel like, are they scared of me? But <laughs> there's also the factor too, you know, because a lot of my characters have really smart mouths. I think that, that they're afraid that I might say something like you know, make fun of them if they do something uh, out of line, which I might. Yeah, <laughs> you get out of line, you deserve it. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm more embarrassing. Um, but I might, you know. When you do the conventions in, in certain cities and towns, do you do you uh, take time to, to check out the city and like the local cuisine and stuff a little bit or? as much as we can i mean nothing's more of a bummer than to be at a city where you've always heard stuff and you you know people say oh you got to try this or oh, you got to see this and then you find out you realize that you didn't get there and now you have to go home and you didn't get to see anything yeah you just don't have the time type schedule yeah, yeah and not only that because if we don't have cars or anything it's not like somebody's gonna you know um oh by the way let's take two hours out of the show so you can take me to see something that has nothing to do with why we're here you just can't do that so right. um, um yeah i never get to see as much but i mean this is it's always something fun to see every place that you go you know i really like seattle the, the city of seattle i think it's beautiful so you you've uh, managed to see seattle a bit though um not not at the convention but but um just um, generally yeah when i was a kid we, we knew somebody in seattle so i saw pike's market and you know all that stuff um um, just just as a a civilian, <laughs> right, right. my mom took me there. Um, so I do know that it's there, and I, I know the Space Needle and all that. Well, hopefully you get a, a few minutes to see a little bit when you're here for a Crypticon. I would love it too, because it's always like two on the way home. They're saying, "Oh, did you try that fantastic restaurant?" And you're like, yep. "Oh, why didn't you tell me you were going?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Now I'm on my way home. I think that's the only bummer about. Uh... Crypticon, like it's the best convention, but it's the location. It's like right by the airport, so all there is around the airport, like you know, if you if they have the convention like in downtown Seattle, you could walk a block or two and find a nice restaurant or something. By the airport, it's just all like Jack in a Box and McDonald's and mm. Taco Bell, so it's not like that's the bummer. Because I like exploring. If I stay at the hotel for a convention after yeah. the show, I like to get out and wander around and check things out. But you can't really yeah. do that there. It's Okay, that would explain why we didn't do it then. Yeah, you could always get online ahead of time and look I for did. some places, look for some restaurants that you're into, and then like post on Instagram. You know, I really love that number twelve. You know, with the extra <laughs> sauce or whatever. And if you're lucky, maybe a fan will bring it to yeah. your table. It's a little cold, but here you go. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. How'd you know? <laughs> I always do look and see what's around. You know, yeah. like yeah. what the hotel looks like, and then also what's around. 
Um, and sometimes it's, I don't know everything about every city and I'll, I'll find, I'll learn something about, oh, I didn't know, know that was there. I didn't know that that city was about. Right. Um, you know, um, but usually it ends up to be that I learn about something that I'm not going to be able to see. So it's a mixed blessing. That's okay. Right. I mean, we're there to see the people, you know, yeah, we're there exactly. to celebrate horror and see the people and, you know, goof around and get silly and have a lot of laughs and, and um, connect and, and those kind of things. Just have a good time. We're only you know, a couple a hours these... away, but there's a, an escape room that I still haven't been able to, to check out in Seattle yet. I think it's still there. There's supposed to be an Evil Dead escape room. Oh, cool. That I really would like to see. But even as close as we are, still Someday. haven't had the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, oh, yes. Along those lines, is, is, does anyone have any suggestions for me of what they'd like to see at my table? Oh, there you go. So people listening. Yeah. Uh, send her a tweet. She's always super responsive and cool with fans on, on Twitter. Tweet, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. It's all Kelly Maroney. And I'm very, if you've got an idea for me, I'd love to hear it. Really, because um, I, I'll, I'll try to get different pictures, you know, that, um, that I never had before. And usually it ends up to be that there's like five or six pictures that are the ones people want. Right. You know, I have like little odd things, but usually they don't take off too much. It's it's the it's the the basic ones that you could think of that, that people still want. Um, Winorski made me. I was I said you know that there's no picture of me with the killbot in that whole movie. We're not in the same shot, which is crazy. So he goes, oh, you want a picture with the killbot, huh? And he makes me he takes a picture of a bikini that I'm in for a, a calendar I did, and he puts the killbots. So he puts me. Um, with the killbots around me in a picture. He goes, here you are, now you're with the killbots. You know, that's very popular and that stayed popular because <laughs> it's, it's something he would do, you know, and then he's got the little bubbles and one of them says, I don't have this, but I had it like five of them. I'm going to ask her out. And then the other killbot says, don't, you're just going to make her mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So I try to have stuff like that, you know, that um, support people that are, that, are familiar with the movie and like would really get those little things. It's fun, so, unique. Yeah. yeah. An idea for me. I would love to hear it. I have pom poms for um fast times and I have the glove, the little white glove. Um, but um, and somebody gave me the idea by bringing it up to the table, and she said, "Can we just do this with the glove?" Like, uh, there's a, a scene is a cheerleading scene. If you don't know the movie, where I have this glove and I I, I take it off one finger at a time with my teeth. <laughs> that's weird. sounds weirder than it is um so because she brought them i thought i'm gonna have those and actually um it was that one time thing but i do have them i thought it was such a great idea and probably everybody was going to want to do that but it was it was her basic thing but i do have it as a result of that so if you give me an idea i will take it nice there you guys go um so crypticon may 19th through 21st or couple weeks away two three weeks away now i am getting, so excited we're getting very excited is there any uh before we wrap up and let you get back to your day is there any any messages or anything to fans that you want to throw out there besides give you ideas for for merch oh, yeah, give, uh, what what would you like to see it and just uh I, you won't believe how excited i am to see you so please come and see me we're gonna have so much fun and I can't wait for you to be there with me. And don't be afraid to go up and take a picture with her and say hi. Yes, that's right. Yeah. She's she's a badass, but she's not that scary. Nah. 
without the without the without the Uzi, she's not that scary. <laughs> right. Or the you know, I have a um also that there's a flare. I had a flare made too. I don't know. I could go and I could tell you for a long time things that I I've tried to do that I thought might take off. It's easier if people tell me what they want to see because then I just I'll I'll create that for them. Maybe like some special edition, like limited pictures. Maybe you could advertise like, "Hey, I only made twenty of this photo, or whatever." When they're gone, they're gone. That that might help. Yeah, yeah. I just they just want this this um, the ones that you'd think that they want. Yeah. So I just I keep trying. You know, I have like because well, just so you know, if so if I have something, I'll have like five of them, and then if they don't unless people have to have them or something i only have those five right and somebody said you should number them so maybe i will do that i should also i should be numbering the killbots too right has anybody brought you something to sign that kind of blew your mind that was like yeah all these um from different countries um like there's a movie that nobody's seen but i really i really like it that i did um face down and it, there it is in French or, you know, or um, there's a, um, I think it was, it was a, a Mexican, is it? there's a, a chop, a, um, a lobby card and it's different pictures that they're all like different layouts and different artwork than we had in the United States. Right. And they're really cool. And I'd never see that otherwise. Somebody brought you that in the United States, they got a hold of this, the foreign lobby card and brought it to you. Yeah, and I've seen them in Russia and Russian and, and all sorts of different languages too. Or they'll bring like, I have actually have one hanging, um, the United Kingdom poster of Fast Times. You know, they're, they're, ours are, are well, um, lengthwise. Theirs are horizontal, which I didn't know that. I know it now, but, um, and it's a whole different artwork thing that you'd never see otherwise. We don't see them here in the United States. They have them, or you can see them now because you see them if they're for sale online. Yeah. Um, but just like, little variations of things like um oh they you know they they start out with this particular artwork and then they change their minds and you know um um it's just really fascinating to see because you'd think how could i not have seen something but it happens all the time what about gifts anybody bring you any neat gifts that kind of stood out artwork or anything yeah well i have oh my gosh and i i post them sometimes i'll just do like fan art friday i have so many beautiful things. These people are so crazy talented. Um, sometimes I don't always have them as hard copies, but I, I do get them online. And I'll just do like a whole um, um, reel of all the different artwork. And I just pull them from wherever I find them um, on my phone. And because it, it's amazing. Um, and they'll um, make me bracelets or things like that, you know, That's something cool. that they do, you know, so that they're sharing what they do with me. Um, as opposed to, you know, something that, that's not even about me, but it's something that they do that they want me to have, which is really nice. Too. That is nice. That is very nice. Yeah. And everything that you guys give me is in my home here somewhere. It's not like I go, oh, thanks. And everything is here. In fact, I could, I could probably go around and do like a, then everyone would see my whole house. And I'm not sure if I really want that, but right. um, some of it's okay. And some of it's kind of like, Nah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but every almost every place you look is something that somebody has made or or sent me or something like that. I have tons of stuff. That's, that's, really, that's 
it's got to be nice just walking around the house and just like having those memories of like meeting that person or stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah and some, well sometimes as you know it's there all the time and you don't see it until um you're cleaning or something and you go oh my god you know how many times have i forgot i had this i've been walking right by it every single time and it's super cool and then you bring it out and, and um, enjoy that for a while and um yeah it's it's you start to you don't realize what you have anymore you know tell you to tell you looking my god i've had a lot i have a lot of stuff here about you know artwork fan art and stuff like that it's pretty neat it's it's i tell you what i can have picked anything i would have enjoyed more to do with my life than this that's a fact that's great so um crypticon is may 19th through 21st yes and Catherine and i are going to be there together too and i believe you guys are doing a, a panel together uh, I'm sure we are. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I didn't look at the at the schedule yet, but right. usually when we're there together, we will do a panel. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So before we let you go, is there any? Uh, do you have any movies or anything coming out soon that oh, we can watch I for? Have, actually, I have a lot of stuff. Well, Scare Package Two, which is already on Shutter, and then this really creepy thing. Um, it was called the this the part two. I'm in part one, and and part two is. It's called Scalper, and I'm also in that. And then we did this thing called, it's a um, HP Lovecraft thing called um, um, The Deep Ones, and we just did the sequel to that, which is The Old Ones. And even though I didn't come to a good end in the first one, I'm somehow back because, you know, final girl. I'm somehow back in, in the sequel. <laughs> um, and, of course, there's It's Search of Darkness, which I think is just a hoot. This things are like five oh, I love it. Long. And That's yeah, a great documentary. I, yep. I got to be yeah. in it three times which is fantastic i mean i was very honored to do that and i have something else oh there's a movie called the wild man um which i'm not sure i know it's still doing the festival thing so i'm not sure what when it's going to be available and what else um oh the haunted baby carriage i did which is <laughs> it's really funny Let's see what else there's a few things yeah yeah so you're, so you're still staying busy busy that's good yeah Somebody, sometimes people will say to me, you know, I always think of like the 80s, when it, but I'm looking at your, your resume. God, you've done like a million things. So, oh, yeah. you know, but you know what? Most actors are like that. You have to, there's one or two or three things, if you're really lucky, that just hit home for people. And that's what you're known for. And you'd like it to be every single thing that you do, but it just doesn't necessarily um, line up that way. But um there, there's always a couple of things that really hit home and you wish like I said you wish every single one every single thing was like that but um it just it's just like magic it's some sort of um force of nature where one or two of them like is really the audience really um relates to so we always hope that the next thing you do is going to be one of those again um but even most of them have like a, a smaller audience, appreciation audience you know they not like everybody knows that one yeah you're you know you're special to different people for different reasons uh -huh. you can say that about a lot of different actors um like my mom was a soap opera woman she watched her soap operas every day every morning and i i know she watched a little bit of one life to live so i'm sure she might have caught you on there you know in that your time cool. on the show yeah i was yeah. Yeah. So I, I was just thinking about that earlier. Like, God, if I went to a convention with my mom and and talked to you there, you know, 
she may not be familiar with your other things, but she'd be like, oh, one life to live. Yeah. yeah. And, I always have a couple of things from the soaps, a couple of stills from the soaps, because that will happen. Yeah. Let their mom with them. And they don't know what's going on. But they go, oh, <laughs> Kimberly, that's Kimberly. She doesn't yeah. have any idea what else I've been on. But <laughs> so I'll have something if she wants it. Um, because I, my fan base is so weird. There's a, where it is people, but there are people who only know me from soaps and television. They have no idea about the horror stuff. Then there are people that only know me from horror and have no idea about the rest of it. Yeah. And never the um, main shell tweet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got to find that soap opera horror crossover crowd. Well, there is now because it's generational now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, it's a lot of, a lot of times kids will, um, will know because of their parents, they'll, they'll know who, of, of our stuff. And then they become fans of their own. They go, it was my dad. He made, we watched that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought of a crossover show that my mom watched actually, um, every day after school. What was that vampire show oh, back in the yeah. day? Um, oh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that could be considered. We shot, we shot Ryan's Hope in that same studio. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. After, yeah, it was before our time, but it was the same studio. And so to that day, people would always be standing outside the um, where you walk in because it was the Dark Shadows studio. Cool. I remember Dark Shadows from when, you know, I'd come home from school and there it would be on. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, didn't really get into it that much or anything, but, uh, but there they were. And it had been, the show hadn't been on for, you know, it was Ryan's Hope then that had been on for years. So that's how long it had been since it shot there, but there were still people out there because of the dark shadows. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. As we say, it's something touching somebody so deeply that they yeah. do that. With that being said, a lot of people that you've touched in your career are going to come and see you at Crypticon. I'm excited. That. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we try to make it as fun for people as we can. Um, Crypt, Crypticon is always a blast. It's, it's like yeah. our, our reunion. It's like our yeah. horror nerd reunion every year. That's another thing too, is the fans do that. They they make it fun. It's like they have their own own reason, like they do reunions and stuff like that. So they have a own their own separate convention thing happening for themselves. And that's fun to participate in too. Um, like the the um Joe Bob's the mutant family. We yeah. did a signing for oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, um sorority babes and the slime bowl around. Bolorama part two yeah. Um, yeah. Um, as Auntie Snake, yeah. Linnea Quigley's sister. So um they came to they came to um, Los Angeles for the screening just, just for giggles. And there they were. You know, they have their the mutant family has their own thing in almost independent of the show because they they went out and created that community for themselves. It's it's so fun, you know. It's so great to see that, that um, I don't know if it's the internet or if it's um, just something special about horror. It's always been like that or, or what, but it's a, um, it's a whole family kind of community thing going on, which I don't think it always, we always had that opportunity to do that, but we do now. I and think yeah. it's, we just found it's the acceptance and we found the other weirdos like us. Yeah. So we just kind of clung to each other and it became a thing. That's yeah. what I always. That's why. That's why I'm so drawn to the genres. There's just something that's weird about us, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in so, a good way. In a yeah, in a good way, and I mean the horror family. There, there's 
people that are fans of come up to you and they'll look scary like they are satan because that's their cosplay or whatever it is yeah what do you do they go oh um i work at an animal shelter you know yeah, yeah. Or, um, <laughs> you know I, I work at a hospice yeah they're sweetest people alive so um it's a really special community that is like no other and i'm really fortunate to be part of it and i'm really glad that i gravitated towards it or it gravitated towards me or, or both you know because um it doesn't for everybody and i think that we're lucky very yeah we're, we're lucky to have you part of the community and one of the, the icons of the community and uh we very much appreciate you taking time to come on here and chat with us yeah and look forward to seeing you we oh. All yeah, right, yeah, everybody messed up because we are getting ready to have a blast. So that's it, guys. Yeah. So Crypticon, we're gonna have a blast, and that's Kelly yeah. Maroney said so. And, uh, cool. Well, <laughs> and hey. We need business. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much. Oh, thank, thank you very much. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. I'm Mr. Lobo of Cinema Insomnia, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Or are you? All right, we are back. How fun was she to talk to? She was really cool. She was a blast. And I know you weren't super familiar with her movies. No, no, I, I'm not. Um, but guarantee you're going to go watch them now. Yeah, yeah, she won me over, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, she was really nice to talk to. It, it, it almost makes you feel a little bad, like, oh, man, maybe I should have Why have I not watched, watched some things. I mean, I tried to watch Chopping Ball before the interview. You know, I, I started it, and and then the kids came out, and I had to They're shut like, it off. So. put on Jurassic Park. That or Dino Ranch, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Dino Ranch, it has the same kind of theme song as South Park. It's like... The same tempo almost. Right. So when that comes on, any parents listening, if you know what Dino Ranch is, whenever that plays at my house, which is pretty much every day, all day, or at least it has been for the last few weeks, as soon as it comes on, I'm like, well, come on down to South Park and have a safe time. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that was awesome talking with her. I can't wait to hang with her and visit her at Crypticon. Yeah. And you guys too, if you're going to be there, come hang out. We want to see you. And be sure to to tell Kelly that you listened to the episode. Tell her you listened to it and tell her it was the greatest fucking episode you ever listened to. Yeah. And then don't be scared to go up and meet her and take a picture with her. She's awesome. Um, trivia. Let's dive right into trivia. We're going to keep it kind of a fit the, the Kelly Maroney Crypticon theme. I'm going to make it easy. You guys know what to do. Message one of us. With the answer, and we'll send you something. Or if you see us at Crypticon, come up and say, I know the answer. Yeah. And tell us. And then I'll reach into my pocket. And he's going to give you that $8 Snickers bar. I'll reach in my pocket and I'll pull something real nice out for you. <laughs> It'd be like a sticker or pins or something. I'll have some, I'll have some Steven lid. Crypto swag with us. Yeah, so who directed chopping mall that you mentioned it multiple times who directed chopping mall your mother my mother did not direct it. she'd be a lot cooler <laughs> she if she did <laughs> she'd be a lot cooler if she did <laughs> but who directed it let us know and we'll send you stuff i think uh that about will wrap up this week 
this yeah this week we're actually doing weekly for this month that's right and the next episode as we stated will be featuring matthew patrick davis aka the mother from barbarian and we recorded that interview already and you guys are gonna like it we get some some uh in-depth stuff he does his his mother voice a couple times and that was thrilling and he has a fun background you know even before the barbarian role like go go look him up he's and definitely not what you would think for a completely different person than i mean most people are different than the mother but <laughs> <laughs> but he's not he don't seem like you'll meet him and be like wait that's the guy that played in mother you're that thing yeah <laughs> either way um next week matthew patrick davis uh this week we already did you guys already heard this week <laughs> so we are going to remind you guys to get us on patreon patreon.com slash steve crypto buymeacoffee.com slash steve crypto those are both ways you could support us monetarily That's right buy me a coffee this one's almost out or you can go buy yourself some merch so you could fucking look cool and support us at the same time. And that's on Etsy. Or you can visit Etsy slash shop slash Steve and Crypto Merch to get that crisp, fresh merchandise from your third favorite podcast. And social media. The Steve Strout. CryptoZoo88. Also, you can go to our Facebook group. Become a member contribute or just watch and check out all the just sit back in the darkness and watch like a creep yeah like a creeper in the corner with your popcorn just watches all these different people throw in things that they're working on so if you have something you're working on go ahead and toss it in there and let everybody see it a little sample whatever it is Uh, if it's pop culture related we want to check it out and uh, speaking of working on stuff, keep your eyes and ears open because I got some cool personal gigs coming up that I'm excited about. I'll probably suck and not do a very good job at it, but I got tentatively scheduled a few uh, voiceover roles for a few movies. So I'm hyped getting in that movie business. So you guys support us now before my movie career takes off. And <laughs> I ain't got fucking time for this podcast shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to the Deluxe Edition Network, all our, our den mates over there. Yep. And, uh, oh, uh, good pods. We're, yeah, we're, we're slipped on a ranking, so we'll not talk about that this time. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back up the rankings, we'll brag some more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I was saying, it's been a pleasure been fun as always let's do this you're, again. you're talking as if like you're about to go take off on that new movie career yeah this is it this is this, this is, is like a end. pre i'm, I'm warming fun. up this is me getting in character for yeah. when i'm a superstar right right yeah i'll have to do a podcast with like your representative or your bodyguard or something no like i'll that. come and be a guest on your show yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk to my people though yeah but no but um and i gotta we... pay you for your appearance yeah <laughs> i mean, <laughs> No. <laughs> we we have been the Steven Crypto Show. Go uh, get on our Patreon. We're going to have some new shit coming at you. Bye, guys. Real soon. Peace.